Uh, so this is not the last uh, installment of this. <laughs> like, these things just keep growing as we go. But um, uh, I want to talk about communication today. And, uh, you know, uh, there, was a, there was a movie a, a long time ago, actually, now. <laughs> it's amazing how the years go by and, and things that you thought were not that far get further away. Um, but there was a, a, a famous phrase that, was, that came out of that movie, and it's, uh, what we have here is a failure to communicate. <laughs> Anybody see that movie? <laughs> cool and Luke, yeah. yeah. I don't know if you need to go watch that, but I just know that phrase came. <laughs> you don't need to. It's actually a really depressing, <laughs> I think. Uh, but 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 that phrase, you know, that, that we have is a failure to communicate, and uh, I think it, I think it's one of the biggest <laughs> the biggest issues we have is is whether or not we're really getting the truth or not. You know, the the, the world is full of a lot of perspectives on happenings around us, and what is the truth? You know, the truth never changes. It never changes. And uh, I don't know if, you, if, if you're like this, but with some of the stuff going on in the world, it's like, man, where do I go to find out what's really true? I mean, you know, you, you got your things that you think you're dependent on, and, <laughs> and you kind of feel like you're let down with some of those sometimes. And um, so where, where do you go? And, and we need help. If we're just left on our own to come up with with the truth, we, we can't do it. And so uh, we need a helper with regard to that. So I want to talk about this today because the Holy Spirit is, man, he's, he's multifunctional. And uh, he'll, he'll be everything we let him be. Amen. And so it's, it's important to find out what he can be for us in, in order for us to access it. And so... Um, Let's look at this this morning. I believe uh, I encourage you every time you come, but but today, let's put a draw on the anointing that's in you. You know, this is something that I like to pray before a service is anoint me. I need to be anointed. You know, what is anointing? That's where you're taking on an application of something that's beyond you. And it's a power. The, the anointing will break every yoke of bondage. Yeah. But you know, it's not just for me. It's in you. Yeah. And, and your ears, as much as my tongue needs to be anointed to say something that makes some kind of sense, <laughs> our, our ears need to be anointed to hear beyond my utterance. And the Holy Spirit wants to speak things to our hearts. Amen? And so that's, that's the responsibility each one of us have when we come. That's part of our growth. When you have that kind of an attitude approach, you're going to get something. (laughs) And you help me also. So let's all do this together this morning. Can we do that? And uh, let's put a draw on what what God wants to speak to our hearts today because he's the teacher. He's the one. If there's anything we're going to learn today that's going to make a difference in our lives, it's going to come from the heart of God. Actually bringing communication. Because you don't have communication until you have adjusted behavior. That's what that movie was all about. He kept getting punished. And he just never got it through his head. So what this is, uh, I want to call it, we're talking about the ministry of the, Holy, of the Spirit and the Holy Spirit. And so whenever you think about a, a minister, what, what has taken place, you know, and, and we think of it a lot of times in church, but... But a doctor is actually a minister. They're actually doing something for you that you can't do for yourself. They're bringing uh, revelation. They're bringing understanding. So what happens with communication? And I'd like to just approach it from a, you know, just a, a natural uh, standpoint. Is, um, you know, fr- from the moment we <laughs> were born, communication becomes essential for our life. We let our parents know with this whale that we need something in our tummies and uh you know we we need our diaper changed we need (laughs) things are hurting something's not right and you can tell you can tell from that little baby 
even though they don't know a language yet, they're communicating. They're letting you know something, right? And then parents, <laughs> how many parents here thought you knew everything when you first had a child? And, and then it was a great discovery of how much you don't know <laughs> when you actually get a child. Because the parents are trying to communicate back. There's these very wonderful things that we do. We, you know, we change their diaper and we give them food and we, and we sing songs to them. And what's, what's happening in this whole process is, is a communication that they're going to be cared for. Communication is taking place continually, right? In fact, it becomes essential for, for our safety, we have to understand that, you know what, it's very, it's, it can be very, how many have gone to other, other parts of the world? And um, my brother and I traveled all through Europe. And, uh, you know, a lot of times Europeans don't like Americans because Americans think you're supposed to talk English, you know, and, and uh, you're supposed to do whatever, you, because we're Americans, you know, we're a big deal. Anyway, we'd been in Africa long enough to not look like Americans anymore. <laughs> we look pretty snaggly. <laughs> By the time we get to Europe, you know, uh, we look like one of them. <laughs> no, but, but, but we, uh, uh, so what, what, I, what I found was kind of fun, though, was, was to, uh, you know, to get a translation book. You need some help. Because in order to know where the, Banyo is, you know, you got to be able to speak a little bit of Spanish. I mean, just a little bit, you know. There's certain things that you're not going to get what you need unless you can communicate. And you can't expect this other culture that you're going into to conform to what you think you understand. And a lot of times there's something coming at you that you completely miss you know driving it's like if you don't understand you know if you're coming from miles an hour and you're going to kilometers or something like, Let's see what is that and so you know yeah or, yeah we went to we went to to sydney australia for shout to the lord 2000 we went to the to the event where they recorded that and stuff man we rented a car and it's like Left side of the road, no practice. <laughs> Just have to go for it, you know. Um, and so you kind of quickly learn <laughs> communication. So we've been born, though, and, and you know, from the time we're born into the family of God, there's the same process that's taken place. That that we're born into a culture that we can't take where we've from been where we're from and expect to be able to just to to decide how things are based upon where we've been does this make sense we need to be able to understand some things and and this is one of the very dangerous things even me talking right now I'm trying to relate from where we've been you know <laughs> and where God wants to take us is way way beyond where we've been and yet it still needs to have communication. You know, when Mark was here, he was talking about this with regard to revelation. What is revelation? It's when something that's already there finally gets through your head. And cool hand Luke actually does what he's supposed to do. You know? So, let's just go through this this morning. I believe there's some good stuff for us to get because... You, you know, we just prayed this, and we, we're, we're passionate about this, is we want to hear from the heart of God today, but we cannot do it based upon our own wisdom, our own understanding, and we're not without a helper for that, but we have to access that. We have to depend upon it. Amen? So, so let's look at this. Communication. I like just coming up with my own little definitions of this so it'll just understand, all right? The successful transfer of thought until, it is, until its full intent may be understood and applied. So what do they say? I heard somebody saying this about, um, 
you haven't really learned something until you can apply it, until you're practicing it, unless you're actually doing it. Um, so it's not enough to just, you know, hear something from God and feel like we're, we're, we're getting smart. <laughs> you know, in fact, uh, it can be very dangerous, actually, to know every scripture about this and every scripture about that and be able to spout it off and feel like you know some, more than somebody else. If it's not actually, you know, that's where, where, the, where the love chapter comes in, you know? It's like, <laughs> unless there's some evidence in, in, in love, uh, you really haven't learned yet. <laughs> Learning doesn't happen until there's fruit, right? So, so communication is the successful transfer of thought until its full intent may be understood and applied. We're going to see some good things about how God wants to do this for us. Jesus went around communicating the love of God by miracles and signs and wonders. Because people could not see it until they experienced it. So there's other kinds of communication. It's not just words. All right? That's why we need the Holy Spirit. When getting it right is a passion, there is great reward in life. So, so when you think about, I like, you know, we're familiar with this. The, the tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruit. So what are we loving here? But when you love something, what do you do? You say, okay, it's going to be enough for me to adjust my own life in order to make this real for me. So there's a process of what the tongue can do. And, and, and we operate on this in this, whether we know it or not. We're always continually operating in this power that we have of communication. We're either assenting to a lie or we're establishing a truth based upon what's coming out of our mouth. Right? And so what I'm wanting to appeal to today for us is loving this process. Because when you love something, you're going to give yourself to it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so Jesus said this about love between friends. He said there's no greater love than this than you lay down your life for your friend. Right? So if you're going to love this process of, of the, the power of communication, you have to say, okay, I'm going to lay down what I think about this my dependencies, in order to take up the truth that there's power in my mouth. And if that's true, I have to become very, very sensitive to it. Understanding that it's critical what, what I'm communicating. Now, there's two ways of communication that I want to just go into today. And it's the communication that God wants to speak to us. And then it's the communication that's going to come from us. We need help on both. We're incapable of both. We need. You know, sometimes people think, uh, uh, Jesus said, you know, that he would give us the gift of the Holy Spirit. If we don't need to get into heaven, maybe it's not for everybody. Okay, well, you're just not going to communicate then. Because you do not, you don't even come to to God without the Spirit. Yeah. You're not even, you're, <laughs> can you, th this should awaken in us is this desire, this love for what God has given us in the Holy Spirit so that we apply it. Amen? So we're applying it in what we're going to receive from God. I believe it's happening right now. I, got, I, think, I believe God's wanting to speak something to our heart and it will not happen just through our heads. Yeah, right. Good. It's got to happen through our hearts. Amen? So, how many are in love with the tongue here this morning? <laughs> how many can be there with me that we love this thing? Amen? We're going to find out how much we need the Holy Spirit in this. Okay. But, so if you, if you like this process, it's very important. But, but if it's not right, it's not right without the spirit it is impossible to keep the mouth from being destructive apart from the spirit's help how many have experienced that in your life 
it just came out before you realized it. And it's like a big sledgehammer, you know, just came and destroyed something. You know, it's like, where did that come from? <laughs> and if you have a throne of grace, the wonderful thing about failures, how many know this? Have experienced this? Wonderful thing about failures is you cannot learn anything without a failure. Did you know that? You have to have a failure in order to learn, but you have to fix from failure or you don't learn. That was cool Hannah Luke's problem. He never fixed anything. Communication was going on. He was not getting it. And so he ended up perishing as a result of it. So, so we have an opportunity <laughs> in the Holy Spirit. First of all, we have to understand the drastic need that we have for the Holy Spirit. And not assume that where we're at in the Holy Spirit is enough already. Can we do that? Love isn't something that you put in your past. You know, it's not like, Kim, I told you at the altar I loved you. What more do you want? You know, it's like, <laughs> that's not enough, is it? If love is going to have any benefit in my life today, I have to pursue it today. You know, and it's a wonderful thing when you do. Right? But you have to pursue it. So this process that we have with the Holy Spirit, well, let's just read this first because we need to, we need to have, Holy Spirit, help us to know our desperation for you. You're not just an optional gift that we can set aside. <laughs> James 3, 6. The tongue also is a fire. A world of evil among parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and, it, and is itself set on fire by hell. <laughs> Man, he was really holding back, wasn't he? All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. So, are we loving the tongue? Well, we all, no, nobody agreed with me when I asked you to love the tongue. You're scared. You're scared. Okay. All right. God hasn't given you, so I'll say this. God hasn't given me a spirit of fear, but of love and of a sound mind. So why? So why is it why why is it impossible for your tongue to keep from evil? It's because of its store. Your 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 tongue is going to speak from what you've stored on the inside. And so there's, a, there's a, a culture that we've come from that just naturally responds. Oh, you're talking about something? How, how many know how much fun it is to talk about somebody? Especially if they really deserve it, you know? And somebody's talking about them, and you, and you think of an example that comes to your heart. Say, wow, you're a little, I'm going to, well, it is your heart. That's, that's the problem with it. It's coming, it's coming from your heart. Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. So this is why it's a problem. Because you cannot fix your heart alone. So, Luke 6, 45. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So there's a store problem. Every word is valued as heart communication and judged as such. So here's what, this is why it becomes very important. You can't just say something halfway and be loving the process of the power that we have in communication from God. You cannot just allow idle words to come out of your mouth anymore. Because now every word that's coming out of your mouth is revelation of what you've put in your heart. Okay? And, and I know we're not completely there, but it's impossible to communicate uh, a God thing from a human store. Does that make sense? 
You cannot communicate just from a human storage. You can only communicate a God thing from a godly storage. Are you following me? So Matthew 12, 36. But I tell you that everyone will have to give account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. Now, there's different directions we can go with this. Um, you can just talk about the word alone. But I'm wanting to focus on the communication. You know, it's interesting. Uh, I believe John, isn't it where it says, um, in the beginning was the... Isn't that kind of funny? Did you ever wonder? Man, the word. In the beginning was the word. What is the word? It's Jesus. So what did he come to do? You know, in the beginning, there wasn't any creation, was there? There wasn't any creation. What was the word? It was the communication of the heart of God. That makes sense? So, in the beginning, it doesn't say in the beginning... It doesn't even describe God. It describes his communication. What he wants to impart. Right? So in the beginning was the word. So when God is wanting to communicate, it's interesting that it didn't say, it it, it didn't even say volume. There was volumes of words. It just said the word. In the word is the communication of everything in God's heart. It's like the volumes of God's, God's heart. He wants to communicate. Amen? So, to, to get into that realm, there's going to need to be, and this is what, what's wonderful, this is Jesus' solution for this, is to do something with our store. Now, what we just saw from Proverbs is talking about how a good man stores up enough good. And so what we're tempted to do is to think that we can do this on on our own, that we're good enough. All we need to do, how many have found out that that, that it's just not impossible? Grace came along to, to show us that we need God for everything, right? And if God's going to communicate to us, if he's going to communicate to us, we're going to have to do something about our store. So Jesus talks about this in John 7. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. So what, what, what's, and we're going we're gonna to get to this in a little bit, but there's a reference to the flowing of communication of rivers. And he's, and he's saying it's coming from a, a resource on, the, on a store inside of you that did not come from you. It came from above. It's the Holy Spirit. Jesus is talking about this. So this problem of communication is going to be cared for by becoming filled, having your store. So that what happens is the heart, when the heart gets full of the life of God, it will produce a river. When you think of a river, it's like a flow of words of communication that's going to be the heart of God. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant, what? The spirit. How does the spirit flow from within? It's going to be communication. The spirit doesn't just flow from within. Wow, look at the spirit's coming out of that person. You're hearing something, aren't you? You're hearing communication that did not have its source in them alone. It's a river of life. A well of life. By this he meant the spirit. Up to that time, the spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. Isn't this interesting? The spirit hadn't been given. So, 
there needs to be an understanding of this giving of the Spirit, of this reception of the Spirit, of this, that, that though we have the Spirit inside, that there's still a continual need for reception, a continual need. Amen? For a river, what, what happens with a river? It has a source and it has an outlet, doesn't it? It has to have an outlet or what does it become? A lake. And so what does it do? Is It, it just continually flows. You know, I, I come from, uh, um, uh, or my parents anyway, there's an Arkansas River that goes right past uh, Buena Vista where my parents grew up. And it, it's, it's continually flowing. It's amazing to me. It just doesn't ever stop. And in the spring, it turns into white water and you can ride rafts on it and everything, you know. And it goes all the way to the Gulf. It continually flows. And it provides a source of enjoyment, life. It actually goes past Tulsa. When it gets to Tulsa, it's a great big river. Up there, it's, it's just a fun whitewater trout, you know. Uh, it can be dangerous, but it's, by the time it gets to Tulsa, it's, it's big and wide. It has a continual source in springs, in snow runoff. All these things are continually providing a source for it, but it never stops flowing, does it? It always requires this inflow. For us, there's that necessity too. When he says there's a river, he's saying it's not something that stops. It continually uh, accesses its source and it continually flows through. Amen? So there's this communication that's going to need to be received from God. Are we getting too deep here this morning? Speaking of rivers, <laughs> we're getting too deep. <laughs> I just think, I think it's important for us to understand this because we're going to talk about gifts and things that are going to come out of us, but we need to understand the, the necessity of, of revelation and the communication of the heart of God so that we are continually drawn from it like it's a, it's a source of life and understanding that in the reception of the Spirit, this is something you cannot do without if you want to have communication from God. He comes to impart this to us. Amen? So, so Jesus says this, the spirit gives life, the flesh counts for nothing. And this is really interesting. He says, the words I have spoken to you, they are full of spirit and life. So you would think that everybody that heard Jesus Light bulbs. Everybody understood. Everybody acted on it. Everybody. How many parents, again, have had a communication problem? You thought you said, and there's no action going on with it. Why? Because your words, they are full of spirit and life. But until there's communication, right? So I thought this was interesting because Jesus is here. He's speaking. He's even speaking to his disciples. He's lived with them for three years. And they still are, duh. He told them very clearly what was going to happen to him. <laughs> and they still, duh. Right? The two guys are walking on the road with him after he comes up from the grave. And they still don't understand him, right? Why? Because you don't even understand the words of Jesus. Even though they're full of spirit and life, you don't understand them without the Holy Spirit. Yet there are some of you who do not believe. Jesus is saying stuff, and people still don't believe. The gospel goes out across the whole earth right now, and... And until the Spirit quickens somebody's heart, until they open themselves up to the Spirit, there is no communication. Even though there's fullness of life in God, we require the Holy Spirit for communication, right? So reception of truth from the heart of the Father comes with reception of His Spirit. And so 
I know, I know we're talk, I'm talking to the choir. Everybody could just start singing in the spirit right now. But, 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 but I believe there's something for us to see. Father, help me to understand this a little bit more, okay? John 16, 13. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you. That sounds like a helper, doesn't it? That sounds like a helper, a translator, somebody that's going to say, well, this is what this means, and it's the truth. Don't you like that? You don't have to wonder about it. It's going to be the truth. He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it, because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. How many want to hear from Jesus? Wouldn't you just, we sang about that this morning, just wanting to know him more. As wonderful as Jesus is, we require the Holy Spirit in order to know him. Amen? Now, this is not becoming exclusive or better than or anything else. This is, this is what the word says. That even those that aren't full of the spirit, anything they know about God is coming by the spirit. But there's a fullness that we can have that goes beyond just becoming a born again. And it's very clear in the New Testament, right? Again, I'm, I'm talking to the choir, but you know what this is helping me? Amen? All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. He's going to help you to understand. There is revelation from the heart of God. How many have experienced that? It's like you open up the word and it's like all of a sudden stuff comes to life that you saw, you've read before. But it's coming to life because the Holy Spirit is helping you. Amen? You know, I, I found this out. Sometimes, you know, people say, I, I don't like to, to, to pray in the Holy Ghost. I like to just sit and receive. And there's times for that. There's times for that. But I've gotten some of the best revelation from God when my mouth was full of rivers of life. Why? Because it was pouring in and it was bringing revelation in the process. Amen? So reception of the Spirit is actually subsequent to an initial salvation. We're a Spirit-filled church. We believe in being filled with the Spirit, right? And uh, the contention with this is that you were filled with the Spirit when you were born again. And, and we become born again by the Spirit. But there's still a spiritual reception that is required in order for us to understand things. Why would Jesus say, I'm going to send this guy and he's going to help you? He's going to help you to understand what I've said. The word is full of everything we need. All we need is revelation. All we need is the truth. We can't have it without the ministry of communication where God communicates it to us by his spirit. Acts 19, one, man, there's more than one example of this, but I thought this was an interesting one. And you guys have read this before, but this is, this is an experience that is subsequent to salvation. And if so, it's gonna be something that is a continual flow. Actually, we're told to be continually being filled with the Spirit. Why? Because it's in the fullness of the Spirit that the communication conduit is opened up to where we can actually understand. Amen? How many have gotten into trouble trying to figure things out on your own? <laughs> That's when depression comes. That's when frustration, strife, it's when you're perceiving something 
apart from the Holy Spirit, even things of, of the Word. You can become offended, right? How do you know when you're receiving communication from the Father? Because what, what, what is communication? It's something where you're getting information. It's successfully made the transfer from there to here. How do you know when it's by the Spirit? There'll be fruit. There'll be fruit of the Spirit. There'll be love. There'll be joy, peace, right? So, oh, I didn't finish that, did I? Okay. I was, I was internally finishing it. Okay. While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples. And he asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And what did they say? No. Are they just ignorant? Do they just not know that they received the Holy Spirit? No, they didn't. Why? Because there's evidence when you receive the fullness of the Spirit. Because something comes out of you that's not coming from your head anymore. Why do we need that? And you say, well, I don't want to just let, I don't want to let go of my senses. You need it in order to receive communication. You do not have the capacity to understand in your own understanding. And the first thing that God likes is somebody that says, I'm humble enough to accept that. So we go back to the first passage. You have to love this process. If you're going to love the process, you're going to have to let go of thinking that what you know is enough, right? And that you are in desperate requirement of fullness of God's spirit. You don't sit upon the laurels of what you think you already understand. You're always desperate for more. Amen. So they said no, and you know they went through through verses, uh, a few verses here, but and then. When Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. What is speaking in tongues and prophecy? First of all, speaking in tongues, why is it necessary? Because it's the release of the river of life from any filters of ours, of our senses, of our mind, right? And what does that become? It becomes communication. You know what? We, we need our minds to get hooked up with it. But we need our minds to get hooked up with our heart. Do we need to just get information? No. No, we need to get understanding. We need to get learning. And that only comes from the heart. Because <laughs> you can get the same. It's like we, we said. Jesus was saying the same words. But until you get revelation of it, that requires the Holy Spirit. And it's going to require a continual reception of that. Amen? Paul said, I, I, I'm glad I speak in tongues more than y'all. And he, and, and he was a Texan. I never thought I wanted to be a Texan. But um, then I found out that Paul was. And so I thought, well, I guess maybe I can be too. Uh, but... Um, so they spoke in tongues. And, and here's something that, you know, I want to encourage us in. God wants to become, he wants our voice to become his voice. He wants it to be something where what's coming out of us isn't just us. It's him. And here's what's really cool is when you receive communication from God, it's going to be stuff that will get into your heart, into your mind, something that you can understand, adjust your life with. But its purpose isn't just to come, it's to become a river where communication comes in, communication comes out. What do they say about computers? Data in, data out, you know, junk in, junk out, whatever. So what happened? These are new believers. They don't have a lot of understanding yet. All they know is what they've seen evidenced in somebody who has received the Holy Spirit they do not already have. Now you could say it's just tongues, but no, they see understanding. They see life change. They see fruit. That's what needs to happen. We need to not be looking for just 
signs. Just, you know, you can sit around and circle everybody and think they're prophesying over each other. And if there's no evidence in their life, it's, we need an understanding change. <laughs> if we're going to have a move the Holy Spirit here, there needs to be this understanding that we get of the communication of God, that it needs to come in. It needs to make a difference inside of us. And then it be, its whole purpose in doing that is to become a river of life. So what comes out of our mouth now is the communication of God. That's why it becomes so important every word that's coming out of our mouth now. <laughs> I think we talked about this on Wednesday. Now we're representing the name of Jesus. We sang about that this morning. What a beautiful name it is. You know what? We're supposed to be representing that name. We're supposed to be a, a voice of that name. How can you do that? You cannot. <laughs> Without being filled. But as soon as you are. And in this example, I think it's really interesting. As soon as they were filled. <laughs> as soon as they said, yes, I open up, I receive. What did they do? They instantly became a conduit for the life of God, the communication of God to come through them. In their ignorance, mentally, they, they were prophesying. Well, they shouldn't be able to do that. Well, it wasn't them. It was the Holy Spirit. Amen? All right. To receive from God, we must have the Spirit's ministry. So 1 Corinthians 2.13, this is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught us by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. This is a different realm we're in, isn't it? Praise God. We don't have to lean on our own understanding. You know, <laughs> Solomon came up with that <laughs> in, in, in Proverbs said, in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. And that was a natural principle, but we have a very powerful, grace-empowered application of that in the Spirit, don't we? The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. You have to have the Spirit, in order to understand the things of the Spirit. Amen? Yeah. It doesn't matter if you go to theological seminary, get doctor after your name or in front or all around it, or I don't know, you know? <laughs> it's not who you are that's going to make you understand God. It's not all the stuff you put inside of you already. It's the Spirit. Yeah. And then what the Spirit will do is every Every uh, word of God that you put there, he's going to put application to it. Make it come alive. Amen? How many have been frustrated? You know, can I just self-reveal just a little bit? Um, I traveled with Mark back in 1982, 83, something like that. Um, and man, he talked about, you know, the blood and being in Christ and all this stuff. Man, it got old. I... <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm 23, 24, looking for a wife, uh, you know, finding, trying to looking for a good thing, you know. And um, <laughs> there's revelation of that in my life today that I've never had till today. Now, it was there all along. But things we go through in our life when we open up to the Spirit's revelation of it, it will be applied in our life now. In a way, it was there all along. But we, the, the help of the Holy Spirit communicates it to us, makes it real. Amen? The person without the Spirit does not accept the things. That, and I just, I mean, I can't help but, um, it. It's just amazing in our world today how, how people are seeing events, our current events, and interpreting them in, in the ways that are being interpreted. It's, it's, all, it's like, that is so far from even logic, yeah. and yet people actually believe this stuff. When people get on their little, 
Instagrams or whatever they are. I, I'm just trying to get away from all the grams, you know, and just <laughs> and go back to the Billy Graham. No, I don't, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, they'll get on there, and, they, and it's like if they just say something enough, it's, it's supposed to somehow materialize just because they're saying stuff, you know. And it's like, and then they'll, they'll take what we believe and call it foolishness. And I'm thinking, this person <laughs> can't know the Spirit, can't be filled with the Spirit. And you cannot just say that you have faith if you're not evidencing it in your life, in your interpretation of things. So we need to have that attitude, though. It's like we have compassion on these people in their ignorance, <laughs> right? Uh, and, and then we become even more desperate to love this process of what's going on in our understanding, what we're receiving communication in the spirit requires the ministry of the spirit let me say this again romans 8 26 in the same way the spirit helps us in our weakness we do not know what we ought to pray for but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans so what i'm, I'm seeing here is we we saw that we cannot receive in this previous passage we cannot receive understanding about god without the spirit and now we can't communicate it either we can't even pray effectively some, a lot of times we want to have a very, a very insightful prayer, and God will give us this in our understanding. But I want, to have, I want to have this flow of the Spirit that Paul indicates that we need to have. It's a continual flow that's beyond our mind, and then when our mind engages, it's like getting, it's like getting swept away with the flow of what's true. And so what's coming out of our mouth now is not just our mind, but it's a Spirit. So the Spirit helps our infirmities and say, we're weak. We don't know what to pray for. The Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he, he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. We're familiar with this, but isn't it wonderful to see it in this context? That communication needs to take place. Did you know that you can... You can God wants to say things to us. He's already said things to us. Very, they're full of power. They're full of truth. But until there's a helper, we don't understand them. We want to say things. Our spirit's wanting to declare things. Our spirit is longing to communicate what we're going through, what we desire to have happen. We need help to communicate it. Amen? And the Spirit becomes our helper. Don't you like this? So here's, here's what will happen to you, and we're getting close, so you can get hopeful and whatnot. <laughs> so here's the wonderful thing about this, is God doesn't just come with information. He comes with demonstration. And this is what we experienced here, you know, when Mark and Trina were here. We're, so what, what God does in his communication is he doesn't just give you a light bulb. He gives you power with it. Communication is, is it's like, um, <laughs> oh, I don't know, Nazi Germany, you know, they, they, uh, we, we could have told them all day long that, that America and, and the allies were stronger than them, but till we went over there and blew them up, they didn't get the clue, you know? Uh, <laughs> when God shows up, he, he, you know, we can all stand up and say, uh, how many believe in God? Yeah, everybody believes in God. How many believe God can do anything? Yeah, I believe God can do anything. But until you actually see him do something... <laughs> and how many have had this happen, too? Somebody can say the exact same thing that you heard somebody else say, but something's different about it. Right? That's what, that's what the religious people had a problem with Jesus because when he said something, he, he, somebody else could have said the exact same thing, but when he said it, it had what? 
It had power. What was that power? It was communication that what he's saying is really the heart of God. It's not just philosophy. It's not just a concept. So what he's communicating is not just thoughts. It's power. So Paul talks about this. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words. It's not just that. Communication falls dead if it's just words. But with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. And so you can say, okay, do you, you, you need to see signs and wonders? You know the Spirit's power is available to us right now. It, it's available for us to get revelation. Some of the greatest demonstration of the power of God is when Rhema comes in. And truth that was there all along, back when I was traveling with Mark and Trana, becomes applied in my life now. I love that, what he said about the blood of Jesus. And you know, uh, the removal of guilt, the removal of things that you've done wrong in your life, it's the most powerful thing that will happen to you. And how he, he, he was saying how that your confession becomes an applic, uh, uh, application of the blood. Yeah. And it becomes powerful. It's, it's not just something that you're trying to fix yourself. No, it's, it's an application of, of, of the blood of Jesus in your life. I mean, just that alone is like, and, and even as I'm saying this right now, each one of us are filtering this in different ways. Something I've already heard. Or it's becoming alive. You know? So there's a need for us to take a stance of, man, Holy Spirit, I'm I'm not just going to say I received you gloriously so many years ago and it was a wonderful experience. No, Holy Spirit, you're my my friend. You're my helper. You're you're my comforter. What is the comforter? It's like when things that you don't understand are, are made to be clear. And now you can actually have an answer. Amen? So that your faith may not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. Isn't that wonderful? Okay. I told you we were getting close. And you said, you told me we were getting close. Okay, we're still getting closer. Every verse we've been getting closer. All right. Through the... This is very wonderful. So I want us to see this, that God desires this release and this freedom and this this light of revelation, this light of communication to become ever more evident in his people because it's through his people that he will communicate to the world. Amen? So look at, Through the hearts, so I got hearts and mouths together because what happens, we receive into our heart and then we contribute from our mouths the communication of the life of God, right? Through the hearts and mouths of his people, God will communicate. And I didn't want to just say communicate. I want to say he's going to demonstrate because that's how God fully communicates demonstrate. Did you know that every knee will bow? Every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Why? Because at some point it will be made, communication will completely get to their heart. They will see the demonstrations of of God. Every, every tongue will. Right? We don't have to wait. We can go to the Holy Spirit right now. We can get complete revelation. But he he desires this right now. That's why he sent Jesus. So that we can become a new creation. Freely flowing in the reception. And the communication of the life of God. But he didn't just send Jesus. He sent the Holy Spirit. So that everything that Jesus accomplished for us. He already did it all. But the reality of that can be communicated to us. And in lives that have received completely, it becomes a, 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 uh, a voice, a sounding board for the reality of who God is to the world. Oh, this is really wonderful. Man, 
So he's, God will communicate, demonstrate his will to a world that will fear and turn to him. You know, we want to just pray to God. God, just send revival. Just to, and he's saying, I want to communicate to you <laughs> who I really am so that you can do that. The spirit is going to flow through you. Amen? This is necessary. <laughs> we, just want, we just want an outpouring of the Spirit. Where's it outpouring? Through us. Yeah. Amen? Amen? And it just doesn't happen randomly. It happens we, when we are receiving in greater and greater measure. We're more des- We're loving the power of the tongue more and more. The power of our Father speaking to us and, and, and its evidence as it comes through our tongue. Yeah. Amen? Isaiah 59, 19 through21. We, we use this on Wednesday, and I want to use it again now. From the West, people will fear the name of the Lord. And from the rising of the sun, from the east to the west, right? They will revere His glory, for He will come like a pent-up flood. What is a pent-up flood? It's like ready to explode. It's been there all along. It just needed release. Right? That the breath of the Lord drives along. What's in the breath of the Lord? Communication. Amen? Revelation. Demonstration of power. Amen? That the Redeemer will come to Zion to those in Jacob who repent of their sins. Who is he coming to? He's coming to everybody who will. He's going to, he's, he's, he, we have a promise that in the last days he will pour out his spirit upon all flesh. But who, who receives of it? Who receives of Jesus? Who receives of the Redeemer? The ones who do what? They repent of their own source of store, heart store. And they say, I have to be filled with what you have for me. Amen? All right. And this is the part I like. He says, I'm going to do all this. I'm going to fill up this earth with my communication. And as for me, this is my covenant with them. Don't you like it when God says, this is my covenant? He says, this is what I'm going to do for you. My spirit who is on you will not depart from you. And then listen. And my words that I have put in your mouth will always be on your lips and the lips of your children and on the lips of their descendants from this time on and forever says the Lord. Almost sounds like two, like, like he, he kind of shifted gears or something. No, the previous two verses are being described in how they will happen in this verse. Can I go back? To say, are you with me? He said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flood the whole earth from the, right, from the east to the west. I'm going to fill up everything, right? I will come like a pent up flood. You think, well, that's cool. God's going to do all that stuff. And then he describes how he's going to do it through my people. Yeah. My spirit on you. My spirit in your mouth. Yeah. My words in your mouth. How does that happen? You know, they had, they had the law back then. The law in itself was powerful if you just put it in your mouth. Can you imagine if you have the spirit in its fullness in your mouth continually? You take the confession of what Jesus said from the word. You, you, you put that in your mouth. But you allow God's words, his inspired words, his prophetic words. This is not just for weirdos. <laughs> we are called the peculiar people, but this is the ministry. Why is it necessary? Why, why do we call this a ministry of the Holy Spirit? Because we cannot do this ourselves. And Jesus 
knows us so much that he sent the Holy Spirit to help us in this. This is a God purpose for these days that we live in right now. That we must be filled with the Spirit. Amen? And he said, in my people, they will continually have my words in their mouth. You cannot just have that from memory verses. This is not just memory verses. This is like the Arkansas River. It has a continual source that's beyond what you even know, and you're just flowing in it. Amen? And it becomes life for you, but it becomes God's communication to a world that's being pushed pushed forward like a flood. It's his breath. It's the sound of his communication that's taking place. Amen? 